We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, 3 o'clock hour here on the Hockman and Crowder program. Alana was just bellyaching to me during the uh, commercial break that he is going to take back forcibly the music duties from Jimmy. And I guess this is all because of Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. This is a banger. Enough already. Like, uh, enough. Jimmy, I love you, man. But enough. (laughs) Enough what? We got to switch it up. We got to, there's got to be like new age, contemporary. There's got to be some pop. There's got to be... Come Going on. into the Appel segment, he gave you a Phil Collins. Going into this the segment, he gave that, you Mark Morris. The same Phil Collins songs that he played. He, no. he has three Phil Collins songs. No, he, he, it's the same 80s stuff, and then he mixes it up every now and then when I, I say something to him, and, and the best we get is Return of the Mac. I mean, where am I, Purdy Nightclub? I mean, that place closed down six years ago, Jimmy. Come on. What do you want to play, Daft Punk? Around the world, around the world. <laughs> hey, I know we grew up different because I'm the one that thinks you have to fight your dad to become a man. Mm-hmm. But when you say forcibly take back, I think it needs to be a fight involved. All right. No, I'm making the rules on this. Jimmy controls the music. Solana does not touch the music. I enjoy mm. the music that's coming into the segments for the last few months, and it's because Jimmy chooses the music. Period. End of story. Solana versus Hawk and Jimmy. It's, uh, Solana's I'm playing a, I, local bands that that play at Hungry Bear uh, while you're while you're getting a steak bomb or something. I mean, it, nobody knows what he's doing there. Uh, Jimmy re- appeals to the masses. Stop hating Solana. Yeah, stop there hating Solana. There we go, Jimbo. What do you got on? Uh, on tap for the next segment, Jimmy. You give it any thought? I have a few ideas. <laughs> Solana, you're still going to go on Linwood when you're 50. Oh, he needs sure. to put. He yeah. needs to put. Uh, yeah, he say he's getting right, but everyone thinks that in their 20s. Listen, I thought that too. Like you'll you'll understand. Trust me. He he's gonna he's gonna be complaining to some young whippersnapper about the music that nobody nobody wants to hear. And, uh, you know, and then some guy's going to take over the music and it's going to be good stuff that, you know, Solana thinks is good stuff, which is Silver Sun pickups or something, you know, you know but what? that'll be 30 years from Crowder. Now. Crowder, can you do me a favor really quickly? Can you just write this down? If I ever use the word whippersnappers, can you, can you just <laughs> just kill me? Right. Just, I, yeah, okay. I, I would have said the same thing at 28. Yep. Um, you know what? It, it's funny you say that because, I, you know, everybody knows my story. I was the seven nights a week party guy. When I was recently in Atlanta, I know a bunch of people, so they invite me, you know, invite me to these parties. And we were at a – it was really what's called a rave. Mm. Yeah. It was like a like a, a reggae rave. It was pretty cool, but it was so loud. So, like, everybody kept trying to talk to me, and my answer started to become, I can't hear you. Let's talk mm. outside. I can't hear you. Let's talk outside. And I'm yep. looking at myself in the mirror in the bathroom like, 
How old are you that you don't want to talk in the club anymore? Because it's too difficult. Why am I screaming in your ear to now scream in my ear? Let's wait till we leave. Let's go to a good Waffle Bingo. House and have a good night. Bingo. All the whippersnappers talk to each other so loud. They, they come out of there. Their, their, their ears are ringing. Uh, Where I, are you from? Miami. There's a, an American, there social, American social opened in Boca a couple months ago. I'm so. And so Lori and I. Yeah, I am so if you're in the know. If you're a whippersnapper, I am so. So we go there. We walk in. There's a DJ in the bar. The music is at 11. Mm -hmm. And I go, I don't know. I don't think I can eat in here. It's too loud. I'm not going to hear anything. Let's let's go to Yard House. At least it's at a reasonable decibel. (laughs) And (laughs) go to the bar. I didn't know you... This is an old man thing, too, I found out. I don't know if it's just the venue. Hey, what do you want? Um, Do you have McAllen? We got vodka. We got rum. We got tequila. Um, Do you have a Tito's? We got vodka. We got rum. We got tequila. I, I think this is an old man thing that you. you Bailey's you, you, and cream. Yeah. Do, do y'all not pick your alcohol by name or it's just it's just the, the, the what it is? Because I was yelling names and this dude was getting mad with me. Why do you guys want to talk so much? Just add me on Snapchat. <laughs> Play the 305 alarm, dummy. You're two minutes late. <laughs> it's 305. Dale. 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 He knows this is Jimmy's time to shine, and he hates Jimmy, so he purposely didn't he even does. Play he the 305 alarm. I do. I mean, a I... benchmark on this show, but he didn't want Jimmy to have his moment. But I had to step in and uh, and squash that. So uh, thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. And Jaime Hawkes Jr. owns LeBron. Jesus Christ, Jimmy. I mean, what are you talking about on a day like today? It's National Spaghetti Day. There you. Tyreek lost his house. You're talking about basketball. It's offensive, Jimmy. Owns. Wow. Mm. Owns LeBron. Mm. Wow. See how you think off air. There's a guy in the studio next to you wearing a Coco Golf shirt. Kick your ass sideways. (laughs) (laughs) Kick your ass sideways, huh? I like that one. That's from the 80s, too. The whippersnappers. Yep. And the, and the sideways ass kicking. Hmm. All right, let's get headlines here. Solana brought the mood down because he doesn't like Mark Morrison. He needs to hear more. Uh, uh, the, what, what's the name of the, the group that plays at Hungry, Hungry Bear? Jacuzzi Boys. Yeah, he needs to hear more Jacuzzi Boys. I think I'd pay money to see Hawk and Kraut, like both of you, at a rave. I'd, I'd pay money to see you guys experience that. Space after hours, 6 a.m., let me know. I've been. I just stay away from the drug the drug heads. Like, I'll stay in the back. I'll laugh at them. I'm not getting involved in all that ruckus. Is that an old word, ruckus? Mm-hmm. Ruckus is a good word. Yeah, I'm not going up there where they're jumping and pushing the hell out of each other. Why are you pushing me? Leave me alone. Oh, I love a good mosh pit, man. Love yeah, I'm a good gonna spi- mosh pit. I'm going to spill my McAllen. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Somebody might step on my toe. Come on, Hawk. 
<laughs> now you're limping for a week to go in there with these drug addicts. I don't I mean, need to uh, do that. I got, I, got, uh, I got my toes, you know. They're, they're, I don't want to get my toes stepped up. Yeah. If I stay out too late, I can't take my morning medication. Yeah. Hey, fellas, you're, you're on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> got to take my AG1 at 6 a.m. I got to stay out till <laughs> 4 in the morning. Now that's the that's the drink you ask for at the bar. <laughs> you got AG one back there. We got vodka, we got rum, we got tequila. Dude yelled that at me eight times. AG one. Crowder's mixing McAllen with athletic greens. AG one. The sports update. It's driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Somebody texts in. I'd rather listen to Marjorie Taylor Green than Solana selecting the music again. <laughs> Second that. <laughs> oh, Marjorie. Kane Hoops beat Clemson 95 to 82 yesterday. Shout out Coach L. That was impressive on national TV. Clemson number 16 in the nation. Like, that was impressive. We were supposed, I said I was going to bet on it, but I didn't. Oh, Solana had a uh, a wager yesterday. This was funny as hell to me. Um, oh, I probably shouldn't even say it, though. It's all right. He uh, Because he really – he. He specifically does not gamble on heat games, especially when he's doing radio. But there was this goofy bet. It had nothing to do with the outcome of the game, but it was just the first half will begin with a, I'm sorry, the second half will begin with a Miami Heat bucket. And it was the Lakers' ball to take out, and they converted. <laughs> but not only that, I mean – both offenses were uh, last night. I mean, until the the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. I mean, these it was some of the worst offense I've seen in a very long time on both sides. I mean, the Lakers turned it over ten times in the first quarter. But didn't LeBron just take it right to the 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 hoop to start the second half? The, the odds were in favor of the Heat, right? Or excuse me, in favor of the Lakers. But there was longer the odds ball. for the Heat because the Lakers had the ball. But I was thinking, man. They're going to come out. Austin Reeves is going to jack up some ridiculous shot. Heater going to get the ball. Tyler Hughes is going to go down, hit a little midi. Easy bet. Easy. LeBron, first play. They run a screen for him, get to the dunker spot, and just annihilate Jaime Hawkins Jr. I mean, it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even fair. And my only hope was Kyle Lowry standing in the paint with his hands up. I mean, it was, it was scripted as the dumbest bet ever. Well, I had uh, – I told you during the show, I had that $10 bonus bet. And so I did a uh, a ten dollar bet on Bam to hit a triple double last night at plus six thousand. They had a single double. <laughs> I was thinking about you watching the game. Barely had a single double. <laughs> yeah, Bam. Wasn't <laughs> he almost it. had a, had a triple single. Yeah, I had LeBron over twenty seven and a half. You know how that went. What did he end up with? Twelve. Ooh. I didn't even know that. Is that season, why you didn't talk to the media? Season low. Season oh low God. for points. Holy man. 12. Yeah, yeah. 12. 
bro, some of the numbers from last night. I know we don't usually dive into uh, into numbers. This isn't. Well, I, I'm going to talk. I, I do want to talk heat okay. with Clay in the next segment. Okay. Yeah, but some of the numbers last night for the Lakers, they were 0 of 7 from 3 in the first quarter. They ended the game, I think it was 4 of 30 something from 3. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I was caught last night saying, why the hell is LeBron playing with these bums? Really? Like, why? Well, did you see the Shams, uh, the Shams report today that LeBron and some of the Lakers might be grumbling at Darvin Ham's oh, rotation? He's getting and- canned this year because did you see what he said yeah. after the game? Did you see? So Darvin Ham, after the game, said that they're not going to find any consistency without their role players back in the lineup. There's just too many injuries. And Heat Twitter had a ball with it because, you know, Spo, like, Spo could be starting me and Jimmy in a game, and he's like, we've got enough. You know, like, that's the whole Heat mantra. So everybody was was really enjoying Darvin Ham's comments last night and dunking all over him. But, man, I, I found myself last night frustrated. I don't care. Like, LeBron chose that situation, right? He – he has a hand in, in front office situations and, and, and what they're doing in the offseason. So he chose that situation. I don't feel bad for him. But this dude, in his 21st season, is just dismissing father time. He's having an insane season. His numbers are crazy last night, going into last night. And he's play- I mean, Austin Reeves is their third best player. He's, he's a good player, but come on. Like, LeBron should be playing on a title contender at this stage of his career. And he's playing with Anthony Davis and nobody else. That team sucks. <laughs> they stink. <laughs> that yeah. team stinks. He takes all the credit when they're good, but like you said, Solana, whoever's on that team, LeBron gave the thumbs up for them to be on that team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like every decision they've made, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook, every decision they've made sucks. And then they go, they get like, you know, they, they could have had Jaime Hawkins Jr., they could have had Jaime Hawkins Jr., guys. You know, like, they never make good decisions, the Lakers. It's crazy. Hey, who did LeBron make us draft? Shabazz Napier. Shabazz Napier. Yeah, yeah. See LeBron's draft ability. Guy was guy was the size of a soda can, and we're over now here I'm drafting. I'm going to get a Shabazz Napier t-shirt uh, <laughs> offer on Instagram, and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Anything you're talking about. We got the shortest guy in the history of the league and drafted him. <laughs> All right, guys, so tonight you get the Panthers. Stanley Cup Finals rematch. Already beat Vegas once. As Jimmy said in the open, Panthers going for that ass tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hear the game here. It's on 560, Doug Plagans. Yep. If he can uh, wake up from his bender in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Kane's women's basketball. Text Plagans, Happy New Year. He doesn't know what day it is, so... <laughs> He'll, he'll appreciate it. <laughs> Bender. Kane's Bender's a good old person word, too. Yes, it is. They play at Boston College tonight. Coach Katie Meyer and her uh, her team have been putting together a nice season as well. That's a 7 p.m. You know what a Bender is, Solana? You ever say that? I do. I use Bender oh, really? as well. Yeah. Usually ends with uh, over. <laughs> <at> the, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, we got you. Yeah. You didn't have to go any yeah. further than that. We had you. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, by the way, just a quick update. Um, officials. <laughs> you, you are Bart Simpson. I mean, we had you. It was, it was fine. <laughs> you, you are Bart Simpson. 
<laughs> you, you know where I'm going right now. <laughs> Tyreek Hill um, official said yet, uh, today that the fire at his home yesterday in Southwest Ranches was caused by a child playing with a lighter. That is, I mean, you, you saw that fire yesterday because we watched it. That was a bad fire. That thing yeah. could have gotten out of control. Um, that I think I, we saw that, what, it wrecked an entire room? But they, they had to, I think, did they go through the roof to put it out? Or did the fire burn through the roof? I don't know, regardless. But Either that way, was a bad accident. I remember they said there was firefighters on the roof putting it out from the top. Right, so they may, have, they may have opened up the roof. That's exactly what I happened. What, what happened to me, sorry, is I set my room on fire playing with a lighter trying to make a MacGyver bomb. Sorry, that's exactly what I happened. <laughs> what I happened. <laughs> that's not a word. That's not a sentence. That's not a... By the way... You know what? Crowder, got- don't don't let Hawk off the hook because yesterday at the end of the show, you said the Canes were playing Crimson last night, and I I, I let did. it go. I let it go I last said night. Crimson. Yeah, I let it go because we were about to get into the you hard. Let it rock go because you didn't even know till I told you when you were doing the headlines. I said Crimson in the in the the final hour of the show yesterday. You said Crimson. And none of us said now, anything. Now you made me forget what Crowder just said. What did you just say? Don't worry about it. We're good. Don't worry about it. We let that go. I happened? What did you just say? What, what, what <laughs> that's was what, it? That's what I happened. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? This is funny because this is something I still talk about with my mother. When I set my house on fire, we told the story why I have the butt foot. I walked in the room, a toy exploded. It got like hot wax on my foot. And that's why I had to get the skin graft because I had a like a third degree burn on my foot. I'm, she has to come home from work like Tyreek did. She has to come home from work. I'm in the back of the ambulance, and they're like, you know, wrapping my foot and putting ice on it and all this stuff. And she's looking at me with this anger because I set my house on fire. So we used to get spankings back in there. I know none of y'all three got spankings. But now I'm in the hospital. Like, I'm about to go to the hospital. So she really couldn't reprimand me because I'm so injured with this third-degree burn. Do should she have been able to spank me after I got out of the hospital? Because I oh, still I got, did. Some- I, I don't know what made you believe that I didn't get spankings. Because I, I got spankings. I don't. Because you don't believe don't, in spankings. I don't believe in spankings. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Lyle, Lyle, I've told you the stories before. There was a time you talk about setting your house on fire. There was a time I think I told you the story. My brother, we were playing. I mean, he was playing golf. I was probably nine years old, and he's just practicing with the driver out in the front yard. And I walk up behind him. I don't know exactly how it happened, but he clocks me right in the face with a golf club on a full backswing. And I remember, you know, he stares at me. And he's like, go inside and tell mom and dad. I go inside. I'm walking in the house and I look behind me and there's just a trail of blood. I am gushing blood. (laughs) And I've told you the story. My mom runs down. She sees me. There's blood pouring out of my face. She stuffs a towel in my face. And she's sitting in the car so that my dad can drive me to the hospital. And my dad is just chasing my brother around the neighborhood. <laughs> wants to kick his ass. <laughs> but it reminds me of, like, I'm, I'm in the car bleeding to death. And all my dad wants to do is kick my brother's ass. <laughs> you have survived a fire. All your mom wants to do is kick your ass. So can, can I, should I have gotten a spanking or... 
for punish punished people? Should I have got punished or a spanking? Because I did set my house on fire, but I was in a traumatic situation. Yeah, it's a fine line because, you know, you don't want to be a parent at work and have to come home because your child set your house on fire. So mm-hmm. you're angry and understandably. Um, but also you're grateful that your child is safe. Fine line. It's that mid-ground. I think I remember Pauline standing in the hospital telling me, I'd have whooped your ass if you ain't hurt yourself. <laughs> but yeah. Remember my mom yelling at my dad from the car, Lyle, we got to go to the hospital. It's like a Benny Hill routine running around the house. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy now that I know you got spanked. I told you that there was, I had never been spanked and I was a kid. It was like maybe seven or eight years old. I had, or I have no recollection of being spanked. And my, my room was down the hall from my parents for whatever reason. I don't know if you're aware of this, but sometimes I have a personality that grates on people, but it started started at a fairly young age. I remember calling to my parents' room. Hey, what time is it? I didn't have a clock in my room, I guess, or maybe I couldn't tell time. I don't know. I was young. I remember my dad going, 11 o'clock, go to sleep, something like that. Two minutes later, I don't know what got into me. Two minutes later, hey, what time is it? It's 11.02, go to sleep. Hey, what time is it? It's 11.04, don't make me come in there. Well, you know, that's all I need to hear. (laughs) Hey, what time is it? I hear my dad, small guy, but... Just coming down the hallway. And I'm like, and I'm again, I'm a kid. I'm like, what what have I opened up here? And he comes and takes me and he grabs me and he I I like you know in my head, he has dragged me down the stairs, pulls a chair in front of the oven where there's a clock, which was an analog clock back in the day. It wasn't even digital. I remember the clock. Puts me down in the chair, whacks me hard. Watch the clock all night. Goes back upstairs. Now I look down on my leg and there's welts. And I don't know what welts are. All I know is that my leg looks like it's growing a mountain or something. So I'm, I start screaming, crying, but I'm not leaving that chair. But I'm like, ah. My mom comes down, takes one look at my leg. What have you done? Like, she now she's upstairs or whatever. Like all hell broke loose. <laughs> I never know. You haven't told us that story. I like that one. I can remember it vivid. I had to be six or seven years old. I remember vividly sitting in front of this oven. My leg is swelling up. I'm like, what? What did I do? Like, why? Why did I need to know the time? Why did I do that? Am I happy with the outcome of having to just stare at the uh, clock on the oven? <laughs> I like it. Sandra intervened though, saved me. Yeah. After about nine, it was just Pauline and us. There was nobody to jump in the way. But that was <laughs> the not... '70s. Everyone got spanked in the '70s. You just did. wasn't It wasn't a question. That was the 80s for me. Yeah. Everybody gets spanked in the 80s and the 90s and the 2020s. <laughs> well, that this is cultural now. You can still spank a kid. Plenty of kids get spanked. They should. You, you got to say spank, though. You start saying beat and whooped and all that. It's just too aggressive now. Just a quick little spank, a quick little pow-pow. 
Honestly, that's the name in my house. I call it a pow pow. Yeah, hey, y'all go to bed. You're going to get a pow pow. I'm going to give y'all a pow pow. So that sounds more pleasant and, and, and happy. Mm. Not how you accomplish things in 2024. Mm-hmm. Where they ass up. Positive reinforcement, Crowder. Mm-hmm. That's how I've noticed with you. I've noticed with you. <laughs> yeah, I want my son to become you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's uh there's so much I want to get to. We just we don't have time. Uh, but several good stories coming up in uh, in headlines in the next couple hours. Your weather from your Demesman and Dover law firm. Call them eight six six nine five four more. Your accident attorneys dot com. Free consultations twenty four seven. Again eight six six nine five four more. Partly cloudy tonight. The lows will be in the sixties. That's your weather. All right, Clay Ferrero from Local Ten. We'll give him a little pow pow next. <laughs> <laughs> It's no pow pow for this. For the decide first... whether to give him the pow pow or bender. <laughs> Let's give Clay it all. <laughs> a fruit salad of <laughs> ridiculousness. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Pointas las pilas. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Clay Ferrero is with us on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Clay Ferrero, sports anchor and reporter for Local 10 here in Miami. Hello, Clay. Happy New Year, Hawk. Happy New Year, Crowder. How you guys doing? Hmm. Happy New Year. January 4th. <laughs> Solana tell you to do that? Uh, he didn't tell me to do it, but I've been listening to enough of the show that I, I knew I had to do it. Solana's in, uh, in line for a little pow-pow. Uh... <laughs> Just let me know when. He told me to do that. <laughs> hey. I, we're going to run out of time because we went so long in the first segment. So LeBron for Jaime Jaquez Jr. Uh, straight up, would you do it? Who says no, Clay? Okay. <laughs> Let's not get ridiculous here. <laughs> right, because you never give up Jaime Jaquez Jr. For, for anyone at that age, right? Come on, let's 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 <laughs> be serious here. All right. Well, how about this? How about this? And we and again, it was just one win. They had some losses on this road trip. They look good, though. I, I think, look, they're four in the East right now. But we had this mantra before the season and during the beginning of the season where it was like, hey, regular season doesn't matter. But now that they're the four seed, can we kind of move away from that and embrace the regular season and say, yeah, this might be a harbinger of things to come with this team? Yeah, I think I think there are levels to this, right? I mean, you, you say the regular season doesn't matter, and yet if they go out there and they're – they're 20 and 62 and don't make the playoffs that the regular season matters. It, it, you know, so I, I do think there's, you can look at it and say, all right, Hey, uh, given their history, uh, the regular season, as far as like seeding doesn't matter a whole lot, as long as they get in. And yet I think when you see this team right now and you see them playing as the four seed, despite the fact that, you know, I haven't played with their, their full starting lineup. It feels like hardly at all. 
you see that there's a higher ceiling with this team than, than last year's team. I firmly believe that. I, I think this team is better. I think they're, they're even better equipped to beat some of the better teams around the NBA. And yet at the same time, I think you could say the same thing about Milwaukee and Boston and Philadelphia. I think all of these teams are really, really good. And so I, I think that, yeah, they're better. And, and yet I, I think they're going to have to fulfill that potential to get back to where they want to go. And Clay, what are the um, one thing Solana brought up yesterday that I didn't even know because he's an amazing host of the Heat, the Heat radio experience, that they're so bad in the paint. Like their their paint defense is one of the worst in the league. What are those? What are some of those things they have to improve on to to the conversation you and Hawk just had to really be able to compete with the Milwaukee's, with the Boston's, with the top teams in the West? What do they have to improve on? Well, I think perimeter defense is the big one. And, and yet I, I think you can look at this and say, all right, well, their top three perimeter defenders right now are hurt. So maybe there's a, uh, maybe there's a world where they get these guys back and all of a sudden they're, they're even better than I think we thought they would be. Once they get Caleb, Caleb Martin and, and, and Haywood Highsmith and Jimmy Butler back. So to me, that's, that's the number one thing. I think it's still a little too easy for teams to be able to that have elite perimeter players to – to score on them. Um, and yet maybe that's fixed by just guys coming back from, from injury. You still would like to see this team have a guy towards the end of the game that you could just give the ball to and know he's going to get a bucket in ISO. And, and, you know, sometimes Jimmy Butler is that guy. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes Tyler hero is, is that guy. And sometimes he's not, I, I don't know that there is, there's not a Damian Lillard on this team. There's not a Jason Tatum on this team. They even even Joel Embiid, like he's a center, but you find a way to get him the ball at the end of a game, and, and you feel pretty comfortable about, about what's going to happen. So, I, I still think maybe they're missing that one uh, guy at the end of a game that you can absolutely count on 100% of the time to to get his shot. And yet, uh, Jimmy Butler's done it enough that that maybe you're okay with that. So. I guess what I'm saying is I don't I don't know that there's any uh, like guaranteed spot where you look at it and you say they have to upgrade this or else they're in trouble. I don't think the point guard thing is that big of a deal as long as their their perimeter defenders play better. Uh, and I don't I don't know that getting a, a a perfect four next to Bam is as big of a deal as I think we've made it in the past. I, I think they're they're pretty well stocked as long as guys come back healthy. Clay, you mentioned. Hey, by the way, Stolana, before you uh, mentioned, I just saw on Twitter uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr., Rookie of the Month for December, which is back to back Rookie of the Month awards for Jaime Jaquez Jr. Wow. Crazy. Uh, well deserved, by the way. Clay, you mentioned higher ceiling for this team. I think the depth, as Eric Spolster told us in training camp, is better this season than it was a year ago. I, I, I'm with you. We're uh, 34 games into the season, so just a, a, a bit shy of the halfway point. Have the Heat exceeded expectations through this point, um, knowing that you know their three best players, the trio of Tyler, Bam, and Jimmy, have only played really, I mean, eight games, but seven and a half together this season, Clay. It's, it's kind of remarkable if, if you take a step back and think about it. Well, yeah, and I think that's the thing is is if you had told me before the season that those guys are gonna gonna be out, you know, basically interchanging one for the other, you can't have them all out there at the same time very much. Then, yeah, absolutely, you would have they would have exceeded expectations for where I I thought they would be, and and so you know you step back from it and say. I don't. I don't think anybody in their right mind thought Jaime Hakez Jr. would would be this this early. And and you know, I, I 
maybe at all. I mean, and look, let's be honest. If the Heat thought that he would be this good, they would have traded up for him. Like, this is, this is not like, oh, the Heat discovered something nobody else did. No, I mean, he's turned out to be uh, absolutely incredible, and, and that's, a, that's a little bit of luck, and that's a great thing. Um, so, yeah, I think they've exceeded expectation in the fact that he's been so much better. Duncan Robinson hasn't just matched his level of play from the playoffs last year. He's exceeded it. He's been outstanding. Tyler Hero, when he's been out there, has been better than, than what we had seen in the past. And, and Bam Adebayo is obviously better. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think in particular those guys that I just mentioned have, have far exceeded what we thought they would ultimately be. And, Clay, we haven't talked to you since then. Right, quick quick argument that we had. I saw Jaime Jaquez Jr. at the Saks Fifth Avenue somewhere, one of them expensive-ass stores down at Brickell City Center. And all I did was walk up to him, give him a fist bump, and say, you're a hell of a basketball player, young man. Hawk thinks I should have went up, gave him my resume, told him no. that I played for the Dolphins, no, but let asked him, does he want to come athlete. to my house? Let him know you're in the athlete fraternity. <laughs> Clay, you local 10, you work sports anchor down here. Like, this is your life. If you see Hacky Lecky Jr., what's his name? Triple Hockey Homelands? Hockey Homelands Jr. Hockey Homelands <laughs> If you eat Hockey Hamlet Jr. at the mall, how do you approach him, or do you even say anything to him? I'm trying to think of how – I'm trying to think of, like, past experiences if I've done that. I, I think I can say this. Um, uh, Jermont Bushrod, who's actually become a friend of our family because he, um, uh, he, he coaches – he coached my daughter's basketball team. And, um, yeah, I know you know him pretty well, Channing. But I remember when we, we just happened to run into their family. I ran, in, ran into him at, at Disney World. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, somebody's looking at you and you're looking at them and, and you know, you know who they are, but they're like, wait a minute, I think I recognize you from. And so, you know, it's like one of those where you go up. And so maybe if it was if I saw him and he kind of gave you the look like, wait a minute, I, I feel like I've seen you somewhere, somewhere before then maybe you kind of like say, hey, you know, I'm I'm such and such, which may be where you've seen me before. Other than that, I'm probably just leaving him alone. I, I just. I'm sure everybody's coming up to him. I, I'm just, I'm not that guy. That, I don't like making people uncomfortable. That's just not, that's not my thing. I, I, I don't know. I just live Isn't and let it, live. Aren't you making them more uncomfortable if you do what Crowder did without telling them who you are? In other words, he's already made the decision. I'm going to go up to him and say, you're doing your thing, young man. So now he's already approached him in the Saks Fifth Avenue. So at that point, doesn't Crowder just need to casually mention it happened when I went to see Crowder do stand-up at the Improv. I was waiting for my car at the valet, as was Michael Vick. I said, hey, Mike, nice to meet you. He was, you know, being quiet uh, to himself and nice to meet you. I said, I'm Crowder's radio partner, by the way. It was just a, just so he knows I wasn't some weirdo at the valet. I mean, I was a weirdo at the valet, but I wasn't just some <laughs> rando at the valet. That I was, I was there for the Crowder event as well, and I had a connection to him. Kind of like at a funeral, you let people know who, how, why you're there, like who, who, which part of the family you're with. You you really took this down a strange path. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. How you this can't show up at a funeral and not tell people <laughs> your connection to the deceased. Uh, can we all agree it's rude? Yeah. What, so is this like, are there funeral crashers or something? Like well, I think you have to be careful funeral, of it. That's why you have to, to let people know your connection. You I'm so confused yeah. the direction this has gone now. I mean, when my mom died, 
my aunt introduced herself to me. I hadn't seen her in years. I had no idea it was her. I just thought it was some lady saying hello to everybody. And and so it was, it was nice for me. That was a nice moment at my mother's funeral. Your comments, Clay? Uh, your family member introduced herself to you, and, and so you think that, that Channing should have introduced himself to Jaime Jaquez Jr. is basically where we're going with this. <laughs> Something along that. Him seeing Jaime Jaquez Jr. at Saks is somewhere similar to my aunt reintroducing herself at my mother's funeral. Yeah, so so Channing should have just said, "Hey, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if you know, but uh, I'm kind of a big deal." <laughs> no, no, but casually, just casually. Hey, I played for the no, Dolphins. I, I, and I, joking aside, I, I see where you're going, and and yeah, I could see that, and yet. Look, if you just say hi, then, then maybe you like you leave him wanting more, right? So maybe like he comes up to you and says, "Wait a minute, I, that that guy didn't do the typical fawning over me thing. Maybe, hmm. maybe, maybe he's like special." And so yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I think Channing was playing. How much does Clay want this to end? Yeah, mysterious. I was mysterious, Clay. That's game. I can you can oh, game everybody. That wasn't mysterious. That was just re- that's what he gets from everyone. Hey, mm-hmm. you're doing your thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that—that's no, you need. No. You need to let him know who you are. No pictures. I wasn't loud. It's just showing the man love. So a little man love. Everybody. By the way, Michael man was not. Uh, he didn't care much that I was your radio partner. I was gonna say, yeah. like, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> he did say he, he. He goes. He goes. So you guys do that every day? And I said, yeah. And he said four hours a day. And I said, yeah, because you know he's done plenty of media. Wow. And he's like, four hours a day you guys do. And I said, yeah. He's like, that is wild, man. But then now we've kind of started a little conversation and our cars aren't there. Now what do you do? Now it's like, do we go full throttle into a conversation or do we just kind of eject here? Because we've what? really run our course with the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm the radio partner. You guys do four hours a day. Yeah, we sure do. That's tough. Well, next time you see him, next time you see him, you need to ask him about uh, what he ate when he was at Virginia Tech. Because the the stories with him, as far as his diet, like he would just eat nothing but like Snickers and and candy out of the vending machine, and then he'd go and he would squat more than than all the offensive and hmm. defensive linemen combined. He was just an incredibly sick athlete. That, uh, yeah. The, so uh, yeah, there you go. There's your conversation with Vic Nick. Because I, I I was at Tech while he was there. Actually, Hawk, like. I'm cool. You know, obviously he was at the show. I'm cool with Vic. You should have said, I have a dog. I was like, I, I was. Thinking, he would have thought it was so funny. No chance. No chance. He would have thought that was funny. <laughs> he no, would have thought. No of- chance. Because I did everything I could to not bring up dog, feline, Alpo. I like I went through because, you know, sometimes you might give someone a little fist bump and go, oh, that was my dog Crowder up there. He's my radio yeah. partner. I was like, no, no, no. He should have. First time I went over his house when he moved close to me, a rock like his dogs ran up and I look, I was like, Mike, you should have went fish, bro. And he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but then you saying it at his house, not me at the valet stand. <laughs> You know, That'd be a funny this, interview that this, Clay this is, is doing on on local ten. Me in a hospital bed, and I'm going. <laughs> I don't know. Crowder said it was going to be funny. <laughs> this is this is making the conversation about uh, people introducing themselves to you at the funeral seem comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you have so, Hawk. You've somehow made that part of the conversation comfortable. <laughs>
Anyway, we're out of time. Thank you, Clay. Happy National Spaghetti Clay, Day. No, Clay, do, you, do your daughters get pow-pows? Uh, no. No, no. I think, I think we're past it. They're good girls, by the way. They're much better than I was when I was, when I was that age. Did you get a spanking? I didn't get them either, but I deserved them more than they do. Mm. Mm. What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on here? 2024 is going on here. Pop ain't never hurt nobody. Yes, it did. It's literally meant to hurt somebody. (laughs) Your thoughts. All right, we gotta go. See you, Clay. Later. (laughs) Michael Vick would would have pow-powed me from now till New Year's. (laughs) I'm telling you, he would have laughed. No, it was a completely different scenario. Than, uh, he would, as he's a very, he's he's a funny guy. Like people think he's so serious, he's I not that serious. Prison, he was like it's not, it's not. Yeah, he, but he's. I don't know why people think Mike is this old, like oh, by the oh, serious dude. He's not. He lo- he jokes around all day long. Hey, Mike. By the way, I'm a cat guy. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> Something, bro, I'm telling you, he would have laughed. He would have laughed. So. All right, 4 o'clock hour is coming up. Gino Toretta is going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Is the hamburger and the hot dog, are they friends or are they competition? Hawk and Crowder. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.